0: Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Hello and welcome to another
1: episode of The Union of the Unknowns presents Not Your Mama's News. Tonight, we have a smaller cast, but hopefully we will still bring you the fun and quality that you are used to from Not Your Mama's News. So I will be your host this evening, Ashley, think, change, repeat. And with me, I have everyone's favorite Aussie, the sixth Spice Girl, Stella Q. Stella, welcome.
0: Thank you very much. Sorry about the small cast. It seems we've shrunk in the last few days.
1: (laughs) Hello. Thank you for having me. (laughs) What's going on? I I think that we can still do it up and bring some good stories, and then hopefully we'll have, you know, more of the gang back together next week. But um, I'm good. There's kind of a
0: lot of news out there happening, so... There's never a shortage of things to talk about in Clown World. True story. Yeah. How are you doing? Yep. Enjoying the circus. Um, (laughs) not quite a front row seat (laughs) at this point, Australia's got all sorts of little things going on, but, um, yep, just watching, trying to, trying to figure out how to read everything. Putting all the little bits of puzzle together, seeing the picture come together.
1: Yes. And I think that that we also, yeah. And I think that we have to also, you know, like we talked about this a bit before the show got started, people that care about the truth from the, you know, from our perspective, I think that there's a lot happening out there and we're constantly sorting the garbage that is being thrown at us. So you can know over a big picture that, yes, this is probably untrue. But what we don't always know is what part of the agenda is this event serving? Is this another PSYOP? Yes, it might be a PSYOP. But then unpacking those layers even more for what does that mean for us coming down the pipe, knowing kind of what we feel like the globalist agenda
0: is? Yes. It's very fractal because we have to not only uh, figure out what each story is sort of serving, but also the bits within each story. So you've got to break it down to those bits as well. So
1: it's exactly. always fun.
0: Never yep. never a shortage of things to talk about.
1: <laughs> Truly. And even as the, it's, I, you've said this a lot recently and in, um, in some of your guest podcasts that you've been on, things like that, where you said the devil is in the details. And that's a very fascinating a phrase to me, but it is true. And you are good at catching these things. So like we were talking about the points in the story, they're the small things, you're going to see the number 33 a lot
0: and oh, yes.
1: catching small little things like that, because I believe you've alluded to this as well, that part of what we're being shown in that article, that could be a signal to other people it could be communicating to them things that obviously we don't know um because we're not in the big club but you know it's at least thinking about in my opinion um what they'll be be
0: we'll probably talk a little bit more on that later because that is definitely going to come up and uh funnily that you mentioned number 33 because only a couple of hours ago i was looking at the top 33 stocks to invest in in australia <laughs> thought, oh that's a funny number isn't it not 32 it's... or 30 or 35
1: always that's so always. it's always there it's just at
0: least something's uh... consistent and reliable
1: <laughs> yes now that part is true you're gonna see the number 33 show up in a lot of news stories they were 33 years old there's 33 of this there's 33 million
0: 33,000 fines, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. 33 degrees of this and that. hmm But so it's not just that number. The there devil. are many. Yeah, there are many numbers as well. I mean, just the other day, I, <laughs> you know how w- when you start out to look up one thing and you end up just down this completely, yeah, lots of different rabbit holes that lead to other ones. So I just, yeah. I mean, I, I've looked this up before, but I, I have to keep refreshing myself sometimes. So the number 777. Now, a lot of people say, oh, it's an angel number and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, woo, woo. But it's, there's also other um, things that are attached to 777. And that actually took me down to Antarctica, which I won't um, go into right now. But um, yes, Admiral Byrd and uh, all sorts of things. So if anyone's got nothing to do today, <laughs> follow that one. <laughs> That's what <laughs> Well, always fun. I,
1: I will say that. I have never been somebody to really get worked up about the globe situation um, because I almost feel like, what does it matter? And I read someone post this or say this, it might've been on Ando's podcast. It might, it was Ando's podcast today. Well, today he was talking to his aunt um, on his show and she said, you know, however this plane of existence and whatever we're on it was made exactly how it was supposed to be made whether it's flat it's a dome it's this it's that whatever it doesn't really matter to us
0: yep that's right so um all right well shall I take it away with a recap story yes I would love that all right so um must be a couple of weeks ago now I brought a story about Timothy Lindsay Shattuck who was a sailor who got, well, rescued, um, off the coast of America there. Where was it? Florida, I think. Um, yeah, rescued uh, July the 11th. (laughs) There's another number, um, with his dog Bella, um, which was a Mexican pooch that had accompanied him on his catamaran. Uh, anyway, of course, you know, naturally it was all very, um, sensationalized (laughs) because you know, the media never do that. Um, and there was likening to Tom Hanks in Castaway, Away. Funny how Tom oh. Hanks came into it. That's better. And, uh <laughs> yep, so anyway, look, let's fast forward. It was all wonderful. Mir- miracle, you know, he survived eating raw fish, blah, 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 blah and, and catching a duck. Oh, I mean, come on. Hello. That, can you imagine <laughs> how hard that would be? Oh, he brought his duck catcher with him. <laughs> Lucky.
1: <laughs> I will tell you. the dog scare it off? I will tell you this. I it's probably bull. <clears throat> However, I have a coworker that can catch anything. And I mean okay. this. Mm-hmm. She is a slight female. I don't know how she does it, but I'm telling <laughs> you she catches anything and everything and I would love to tell you about the time that she caught a bat inside our office. I will save that for later.
0: <laughs> that sounds great. That yeah. sounds great. If there's ever an Aussie Osborne story, we, we'll bring that one up. Um, she, she's a slight girl, is she? Yeah. Not transitioning. She, uh, oh, you mean uh, small? Okay, sorry.
1: Yes, I mean Got she's it. just not like anybody that you would think. Oh my God, my cat! <laughs> <I'm> so sorry.
0: <laughs> That's a cat in the background.
1: They Should are going. Right. The Cats thing, just do like, whatever they like. Yes, they do not respect uh, the fact that I'm on right now. was not see the red light but, on. Uh, yes. She's just not somebody that looks like she could catch any creature out there.
0: Well, you know, if she's nimble. She's probably quick. So yeah. That's a good thing. <laughs> uh, anyway, Sorry, so yeah, getting back to uh, Mr. Shattuck, uh, yeah, it was all a wonderful story and it was very uplifting, etc. cetera. <clears throat> uh, but anyway, it has since come out. Well, he was making his way back to Australia, actually. Let's go from there. This is the in-between bit. He was making his way back to Australia and uh, to see, because he's an Australian dude, and uh, he had to leave his dog Bella behind because the Mexico is not on the Australian list of acceptable countries as far as like with the quarantine laws. So Bella, the dog, would have had to have gone via another country. And gone through all sorts of like weeks and weeks of quarantining and it's just it's really awful for an animal to go through it's quite cruel um so the story was that when bella got off the boat she had a bit of a an injury under her leg and one of the crew members on the fishing boat that rescued them um like was tending to bella and and Tim Shaddock could sort of see there was a bit of a relationship there. It was all very, you know, fairytale. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they got on really well. Anyway, long story short, he gave the dog to this gentleman that was looking after cause he thought, well, she's going to be in great hands. So it all worked out very well. Hmm. Anyway, it has just recently come out that, um, here's the real story. Cause you know, we, you don't ever want to get truth in the way of a good story, do you? So right. it does tend to always come out though, doesn't it? Um. So the real story was that this gentleman, Tim Shattuck, was actually was in contact with family. In fact, he was speaking to his sister twice a day via a uh, gps type situation-y thingy, unit. Like a satellite phone kind of thing? It must have been, I guess, yeah. Um, so in actual fact, his position was completely, yeah, completely traceable all the all along. So, it, yeah, the point being really that we can't rely on, <laughs> much truth coming out about anything so you know obviously that was really as as I thought look people who know me well might have noticed that I was trying really hard to bring some some happy stories (laughs) and you know be a little less black-pilled but you know I've tried that I think three times in the last three months and each time it's been a complete flat on the face sort of uh, okay I should have known so yeah sorry Cynical, yeah. Stella, Cynical Stella is back Hey, with a I think
1: that we, the 179 Club is well documented. If it's out there in the mainstream news, then look 179 degrees. And we of just, course. we got to do it.
0: We do. We do. And we know this, but you know, don't say I didn't try. So. Yep, you <laughs> did. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So that's about it for Mr. Um, Mr. I got saved and, uh. The dog's okay and everyone's happy thing because we'll, I'm sure we'll figure out what it was they were distracting us from. I mean, that was on the sea. So uh, what's been happening in the skies lately?
1: Yes. Yeah. So I I was going to ask you that in your opinion, um, and I know, like you said, it's almost like the stories sometimes need to decant for a while to kind of suss out a little bit more of why they were placed there. But I was wondering what your thought was on why this type of story was being planted at this time.
0: Yes. Uh, I do intend to have a little bit of a look cause I mean, there's only so many, it's, I'm only going to go down the rabbit holes so far because I can't mm-hmm. make a living out of this, you know, I've right. got a life. Um, so yeah, I am going to have a little bit of a look, um, at what's happened sort of maybe on the 11th of June, was it June? Hang on. Ugh. June, July, whenever it was, hang on. I think it was July. Yes, it was, uh, yeah, on that date or, you know, roundabout or within the next week or so afterwards, mm-hmm. um, I think that was when the Trump thing was going on. And maybe the, there was some stuff going on with Hunter, uh, I mean, any number of things, you know, as we always say, it's multifaceted, <laughs> everyone yes. all together. One, two, three. Um, it's
1: multifaceted. Inserted. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so. You know, everything serves various purposes because they're extremely efficient. They're full of, they're full of Austrian accountants and economists, economists, economists. It's a bit early, sorry. No worries. So anyway, I think we should hear from you. Okay. You well, um,
1: we do have, I mean, there is kind of a lot, so this is not my story, but I did want to Well, maybe I'll save that for the bonus. I'll save that for a bonus uh, segment. So one thing that I, what I wanted to bring up today is you will probably recall whenever we had a school shooting in Nashville, I believe it's about four months ago now Mm -hmm. that this happened. And of course it was big news here in um, in the States, but probably worldwide. And I always wonder whenever we have a shooting happen, especially in a school, what we're dealing with here. Because it is possible that some of these events are not manufactured. However, mm-hmm. it seems like many of them are. And there's a lot of weird things about them. Now, and that's starting with the... I I would call it for lack of a better term the OG school shooting here in the states. So there there have been other shootings and things like that that happened at schools or other terrorism that happened at schools before Columbine, but Columbine was like the school shooting that defined school shootings if that makes mm-hmm. sense. It was mm-hmm. such a big deal here and in retrospect, I was in college um not long after that and they some of these parents who lost their children would go on speaking tours at you know, universities and things like that. So I feel in my reflection upon that now that that was propaganda. It was You know, I mean, the the gun narrative, the anti-gun narrative has been happening, you know, for a long time. And I feel like this was more of that. And they were ramping up uh, the propaganda to really brainwash this generation. Um,
0: Sorry, can I just intervene there for a moment? Yeah. yeah. I've just uh, looked that up because I wasn't aware of when that was exactly. It's April 20, 1999. Okay. Now let's flip 1999 just like put it out there. Um as in upside down. Uh April 20 and I I don't know why but something recently was like something about April 20. Oh, I wish I could remember what it was cuz it was like I think there was various things actually. I've been looking yes. into dates quite a bit lately. Yes. Um oh man, I haven't been taking notes though just just sort of looking into them just like a, oh yeah. But I should be taking notes, really. Anyway, look, I'm just pointing that out. April 20, 1999. Sorry to uh, interrupt.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> Excuse me. That's fine. Because I think that brings up an important point and something that we want to talk about. And, and mm. probably I will have you tie that in and kind of put a bow on it. But patterns. <laughs> um, you so I how think... much I love bows. Yes. <laughs> Very frilly. Um, so I think that this story is a real cornerstone in, uh, you know, Columbine, that is, for mm. school shootings, for the anti-gun narrative, for uh, all of that. That really kicked off something cultural here. So fast forward to March 27th of 2023, this year, that is when the school shooting occurred at the Covenant School in Nashville, Tennessee. And speaking of odd things and symbolism, the number address for that school in Nashville was 33. Um, Let me look up the exact address.
0: While you're doing that, yeah, I just want to point out to people, I am in no way any kind of numerology uh, practitioner or even, or expert or even amateur. I wouldn't even call myself a beginner. I don't even want to be. I don't want to even study that sort of thing too much. I just would rather come off, I I like to drive on instinct and I I like to notice those things. Well, discernment, I suppose, as well. I do pray a lot about seeing things like that. Um, so I'm sort of going to, I did think about, maybe I should learn a bit more about this sort of, you know, numbers and, but I don't, I don't really want to, (laughs) you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Um, And I feel like you will find, you know, if you happen to, you know, pursue that, maybe the interest will come up or maybe you'll decide like, okay, now I'm ready to kind of go down that rabbit hole. But I do feel like it's almost a fool's errand because that yeah, it's exactly. like what is the line of seeing a pattern versus creating something in our minds like it it, it would be tough to do the new, the number thing would be very difficult
0: i think also too once you sort of start to learn about things you're actually kind of learning from other people you know what i mean like mm. you're putting a person in between your discernment sort of thing like you're learning it's like being indoctrinated i suppose in one way sometimes it's better to just learn through experience and rather than learn from someone else because you might be learning their mistakes or you might be learning their misinterpretation.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Or their bias that you don't, yeah, yeah, that you wouldn't really carry with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, please carry okay. on with your Columbine. So yeah. I did find the address uh, of the school, the covenant school in Nashville. And that is, I just, I literally just had it.
0: That was the 7th of March. When was it this year? I have changed my pages. Uh, what was it called? Um, the Nashville. The Covenant School in Covenant Nashville. School. <laughs> I'll let you find that. But uh, the Covenant School. Interesting Covenant. So that's, I gather, a Catholic school.
1: It does not specifically say that it's Catholic. I thought that it was a Christian school, but as it. Okay. A... They are, They consider themselves a private Christian school. Um, oh, okay. okay. And then on their website, it says that they have 33 teaching faculty.
0: <laughs> oh, really?
1: <laughs> yes. It does say that. And so I'm not sure why I just saw the address and now I can't find it again. But anyway, it's uh, right. maybe were- we'll... Did yeah, you... maybe we'll so, come back so to that. So thirty-three
0: was Columbine. Okay, got it.
1: Oh, uh thirty-three is the Covenant School. So this is the Nashville, oh, okay. uh the the most recent one that happened. Um, right. So the address I... is
0: thirty-three, and there was something about the thirty-three
1: faculty, okay. thirty-three teaching faculty.
0: <laughs> oh, we here just it need is. One uh, more, and we got a whole set.
1: It's thirty-three Burton Hills Boulevard, Nashville, Tennessee. There it is. Okay. Um with 33 teaching faculty this private christian school but my the point in bringing up columbine was that that was a game changer in the school shooting narrative it was not really in the ether to my knowledge before that happened and as you said it was in 1999 it was huge and i feel like the groundwork has been being laid for whatever narratives or agendas it may serve ever since then but the And I recently have been reading some stuff about Columbine, and there's a lot of very, very fishy things. So it occurred in the town of Littleton, Colorado, where something like 30% of the people that lived in that town, like 10,000 people worked for Lockheed Martin.
0: Sure, it wasn't
1: 33%? (laughs) Right, it might be. But that is an absolutely massive amount of people, one Employer in that town for 10,000 people.
0: That is, a, yep. And she goes a little bit out.
1: It's insane. And as we know, it is uh, Lockheed Martin that they're a government contractor. And so I feel like there's valid <sighs> questions to what is actually going on there. And then mm-hmm. um, some of the stuff that I've been reading about is that uh, one of the Columbine shooters, Eric Harris, was a military um like his dad was in the military while he was growing up and there's some <clears throat> questions about whether or not he had been experimented on when he was living in New York before the family moved to Colorado. Uh, so, uh, and then I, j- there's just enough there to start asking some really good questions. That's my point. Yeah, cool, Things that yeah. don't add up. And also Littleton, Colorado, you may recall is the same town where Jean-Benet Ramsey was oh,
0: living okay. and
1: where she died at.
0: I did not know that, but that's interesting.
1: Yes, and that that is a whole story in and of itself. Because if my memory serves me, the father was either contracting with Lockheed Martin or they had just sold their business to Lockheed Martin or something like that. And uh, there's some weird things about the John Bonet story as well. Mm. So track that to almost every single school shooting that has happened since Columbine and there there's just some strange things. So this story is okay. no different.
0: I need to point out something very, very strange about uh, the Nashville thing. Well, there's two things actually. Uh, so three names are here. Okay, so killed six. Three adults died and three children. Okay, so we've got mm-hmm. Catherine Koontz. Now the thing about her, her and I use that term fairly lightly, because if you look at a picture of Dr. Catherine Kuntz and then you go and look at a picture of Dustin Hoffman playing Tootsie, mm-hmm.
1: they could be sis,
0: They could be twins. Okay, yes. enough said about that. So we had Catherine Coontz, Cynthia Peak, and Mike Hill. Now say that fast, Mike Hill, Mike Hill, Mike, Hill, Mike. Mike Hill, mm-hmm. Mike Hill, Mike Hill. Hmm. So there's that, just little things. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: the kids, okay. yeah. the kids' ages were also, um, you know, they were like six and nine, and you know, yeah, that that's kind right. Thing.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, the oh, they were all nine years old. The right, child okay. victims were all nine years old, is what this says. Nine, nine, so, nine. Flip yeah, it. yep, and. So that and was Columbine odd.
0: was when was it? Columbine was nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine.
1: Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Mm. So that's mm. odd.
0: Shred and there's
1: there's more that's odd about this. So I have put out my theory before that as of late, the school shooters have been non-binary or trans. Um, mm-hmm. That has happened a lot. So my working theory is that. If you have those types of shooters, then the establishment believes that that you can then get uh, people who previously defended gun rights and the Second Amendment that they would actually be more likely to cave whenever it was this group of people that they have been pitted against. Right. So like, oh, I never supported red flag laws or any amendments to the second or you know, changes to the second amendment until all these trans people started getting guns. Now I support red flag laws. And now I'm, I'm Mm. tying that in with the mental health and, um, which is we know is a super slippery slope, right? If, as soon as you start tying it to mental, mental health, then how do you know that as soon as a, a cop stops you, or you have a doctor's appointment that they weren't just like, Oh yeah, you know, you have ADHD, um, mm-hmm. you're crazy. Or you have anti-authoritarian syndrome, so you're crazy. So you, I mean, I people that support red flag laws, I that's a very slippery slope in my opinion. But I feel like this was a way to get people who don't normally support that to support that. Um, and then mm-hmm. in our WTF forum chat... OG dad bod said that they will be having a special session of legislature to address gun issues. And that would be, um, August 21st. So that that would be happening in Tennessee. So I feel like if we see this play out, uh, then we'll know at least one of the angles that this, why this story was put here. Um, yeah, and well, I,
0: you know, that's a that's a really big thing to disarm America. I mean, good luck with that. <laughs> They're trying yeah. really hard though, aren't they? Whew, They're trying the very
1: hard. And I think that if it I think there's still a lot of ifs here, but I feel like if they get conservatives to support red flag laws, then that will be you know, that will go a long way. Because then where does it stop? Where you know, where does that authority end for someone just to say, well, you, your mental health is compromised, so you don't have rights to guns anymore. And I, but yeah, I do feel well, like
0: that's, that's pretty much the way it is here in Australia too. If there's mental health issue, I mean, you know, in some cases, fair enough, I suppose, but, uh, there's so many guns out there. If, you know, if somebody wants a gun, they're going to get a gun one way or another, aren't they? I, I can't tell you off the top of my head how many guns there are per citizen, but I know it's a lot. It's a lot. And, and, um, you know, at the same time when they're doing that, I th- I think I read recently, um, was it one of the States abolished sales tax on guns or something?
1: Yes. I think I read that blip as well. And I believe that is West Virginia.
0: <clears throat> right. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Cause I remember John Denver going through my head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: West Virginia. <laughs> yes. Blue I Ridge think Mountain. that. Oh, uh, sh- Blue Ridge Mountain, Shenandoah River. That's where a dumb is somewhere, I think pretty sure that that would not surprise
1: me i'm not sure but it absolutely wouldn't um and i think it was justin that shared a meme with the cat singing country roads take me home (laughs) uh in in regards to the sales tax being eliminated on uh guns and
0: ammo you're being attacked by a furry thing
1: (laughs) a tiny little kitten
0: it's gonna be a tiger when it grows up yeah, it's funny. Country Roads was the very first song I learned on guitar.
1: Oh, really? <laughs>
0: bit, of, bit of trivia. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> Imagine me doing that 20 times a day for my family. It's <laughs> very small.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they loved it. <laughs> yeah, they, oh. they pretended. Stella, here's smoke. Ah, oh, hello. Oh, hello. Mm-hmm.
0: So cute. <laughs> uh, for the listeners, we're looking at a grey, tigery looking feline that's um very young yes she's and just going very through some wonderful tall. training because of the dedication oh. of her uh, mummy yes good job
1: um but so b- back on track back to what you were saying yes i do think that there's a lot going on on the surface at least a lot of effort towards disarming americans and um and oh, yes. being able to create a situation that would allow them to take your rights and I definitely feel like uh school shootings are obviously they pull on the heartstrings, it's a super mm-hmm. upsetting topic. And I and I think that's the reason at least one of the reasons for it. Um is because emotional manipulation is a big way to pass, you know, or to get people to give up their rights or to want to take the rights of others in the name of care and concern so I think that it does um that 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 check or you know that box is able to be checked off it, emotionally it is
0: oh definitely I mean you know, we've it's... just we've just had some uh, footage come out of uh, out of hiding I suppose you could say um Anthony Albanese our current prime minister <laughs> and I say that with gritted teeth mm-hmm. um He was doing a bit of a, I don't want to say the word, but it's S-H. Do you remember the uh, press conference that uh, Mr. Jones got in trouble for? S-H? Oh, yes. Yes.
1: The school that shall not be
0: named in Connecticut. That's it. Yeah. Do you remember the uh, press conference where there was sort of like, oh, (laughs) laughing, laughing. Okay. You ready? Okay. Mm. Solemn. Yep. Exactly the same thing. You know, I mean, this is a tactic, obviously, because as you say, the heartstrings—that's exactly what propaganda is. Um, that is their biggest weapon. That's like the, the—I don't know—the tank, <laughs> the B fifty-two of weaponry in in propaganda. Um, exactly. Yes. You get you get past that hard uh, exterior into the heart and uh, the bones of people, and they, they not only just—I mean, being human, they—if they don't have the feelings themselves, they kind of have to project that they've got those feelings at least right. to sort of fit in. You know what I mean? So of course that's going to work every time, which sort of takes. Agreed, and that's why I think
1: yes that we've seen the school shooting narrative over and over and over and over again, and um, always these weird things. So in this particular story, there's a lot of questions out there. But what I wanted to discuss today was that this shooter had a manifesto, and the public has not been able to see the manifesto. And there have been a lot of questions about why, like what is in this document that you are not allowing us to see it. Now, I don't think it's that weird if the police, you know, while they're keeping it in evidence, if they don't um, put that out there, but now it is actually, uh, according to a New York Post article today, Actually, July 28th is when it was posted, but parents' efforts to suppress Nashville school shooter Audrey Hale's manifesto would be unprecedented if granted, according to um, a First Amendment expert who works at Middle State University in Tennessee, Um, Deborah Fisher. She's also the executive director of the Tennessee Coalition for Open Government. So she said that there's nothing really to indicate that there would be this ability for victims to veto the release of otherwise public records and in um, in this case, crime records, Fisher said Thursday. So she is not a party in the ongoing litigation over whether the writings should be released, but she was just asked by an attorney involved um, to provide her input here. So essentially they're saying the... Um, the efforts of parents and Nashville community members to stop the release of Covenant School Shooter, um, if it was successful, would be an unprecedented move that could have bigger implications going forward, an open government expert told The Post. So I have asked around to some people in our community, um, in the Truther community, if they thought that you know, was something was the school accused of something nefarious, or what would be the purpose of having the parents want to suppress this document? Um, because assumably nothing personal would be in there about them or even their children, because Audrey wasn't a student there. And so, I would understand if it said something personal about the children, but it could always case, be redacted. Correct. And there's no indication that she knew these people. And if you're just going in and shooting um, at, at anyone that you see, then you of a, a faculty of 33 and however many students they had there. It just wouldn't really <laughs> make sense to have specifics called out there. Okay. So, well, to, to play devil's
0: advocate, <clears throat> it could be because they're worried about copycats. Yes. So there's a, there's that possibility. As a parent, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. I mean, this is a lot to deal with when you've just lost children to have to deal I'm with sure. this sort of thing. Um so that you know, it could be that. Or it could be that this is just their form of getting our eyes on the manifesto. How did the manifesto turn up? What happened? I'm sorry if you'd said that and I missed it, but uh who found it and how? Like it was it something they found on paper in the guy's house or
1: Yes. It my understanding is house? that they found that um at her house or his house her house Um, whatever (laughs) yes whenever they were you know after everything had happened and they were looking for um, right okay so it was like evidence
0: evidence they found Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. yes so um so i did ask and that and i'm glad you chimed in because i wanted to ask you what you thought about it because we don't necessarily have anything hard and fast about why i mean they're not necessarily saying why Um, Mm. They don't want it out there, but uh, we did have some people chime in from our WTF forum and some of them said that they think it would be because like the appropriate thing or the PC thing would be, you know, we don't want to stir up hate towards the trans community, um, something like that. That's Which they actually do.
0: Which is why they're drawing attention to it by going, oh, we're not going to tell you. And everyone goes, oh, come on, come on. And I mean, also, again, plain devil's advocate, there is some legal implications, I'm sure, that they can't bring it out until there's some sort of case that takes place. Yes.
1: And that is what this article is making it sound like, that there are attorneys involved involved. that And potentially some litigation happening around this issue. But this article doesn't say that it shouldn't be allowed to be out in public. Um, you know, I, I'm i not sure. Um, yeah, I'm sure but time will tell. Yes, but it, um, it's just an odd odd story. And I wanted to put it out there because it just came out. But also the question for me is why? would the parents not want this information out there? My original thought was potentially there was some nefarious happenings at the school, but from what I have seen to this point, I have not seen evidence of that.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But I think it's worth considering what's going on here. And of course, keeping an eye on the ball, what's happening in Tennessee in general, how, what direction are they going to go with, um, red flag laws and, and things like that.
0: Yes. And what else is happening somewhere else? <laughs> <as well>? Yeah. <laughs> so it's all just, it's very hard to wade through all the, uh, the possibilities and much easier to see in hindsight, but, um, we just got to keep the uh, antenna alive.
1: Yes, uh,
0: for sure. And, and I
1: do They're think They're not going to that... let us
0: know stuff until they want us to know stuff. That's always yeah. reliable.
1: Yes. And in this case, I feel I don't know. I guess the reason that I want the manifesto to be released is because I think something weird is up with this case. It doesn't it just did not ring true to me. It, you know, whenever I, or or authentic. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that real people didn't suffer. I believe that they did. Yeah. But I just don't trust that This is what is just a random, you know, disenfranchised previous attendant of that school. I, it just doesn't make sense to me, so.
0: Well, join the club (laughs) and join everything else that's out there. Yeah. I think that's always the problem is trying to put sense into things, but you know, that's what we try to do, but it's just not always the sense we want. It's the sense that makes sense to them trademark.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I think I feel like I was a little bit all over the map on that. I did not
0: mean to be. It's <laughs> so... okay. It's just you and me. It's... Nobody else listening is there? <laughs> Maybe it's not. Little... Maybe not. All right. Well, look, in the same vein, I will switch back over to my hemisphere here. Okay. Operation Tenterfield has just come to the surface. Operation Tenterfield is uh, a Queensland operation that has exposed a childcare worker, um, that has been horrifically in the police's words, um, horrifically abusing 91 children over, uh, between, I think it was 2014. It was over nine years, I believe, uh, 15 years, I'm sorry. 15 years. Forty-five-year-old man was arrested. He was a childcare worker, um, committed 1,623 offences over 15 years against 91 children. This took place in childcare centres in Sydney, which is New South Wales, Brisbane, which is Queensland, and overseas, which they've been very, they haven't been specific, but on a map, if they were sort of trying to show us without actually saying it, it looked like it might have been Ireland or England. Um, so they're not saying where over there for some reason which I thought was a little bit strange. Anyway, they arrested him a year ago um, but it's taken this long to get in contact with all these victims who are now generally they're sort of around about 18 um, <clears throat> it's taken this long. So this man was arrested for 136 counts of rape. Uh, mm. 110 mm. counts of sexual intercourse with children under 10, all oh. girls, all girls, which is a bit different. I'm not saying there's any, you know, it's just different. Um, Correct. it was the police, uh, um, I've just noticed actually today and I was expecting it to happen because this happened ooh, a couple of days ago. I think I saw the first thing about it yesterday, maybe. Uh, but yeah, today I've noticed that. The police are releasing their videos um, about what a fantastic job they did and what what a great, you know, how excellent they were to their methodology. And, like, it just fits into the whole Australian police are hated and we need to work really bloody hard to get their confidence back. So this is what I think is a, a multifacet of this story. And I'm not in any way saying that this is not real because I don't know. But I'm just... I'm just sharing my observations in relation to other things that have happened recently in, particularly in Queensland. Which and it's be a
1: mentioned. fair, it's a fair question. Um, because I think that the desire to protect children is being weaponized against us. So I think that is taking a lot of forms, like we were talking about the, um, you know, like the the emotions that come up when you hear about a school shooting, but and we have talked off of this platform about some of the stuff with the sound of freedom, and of people getting sort of um, their eye being taken off the ball by things like this, mm-hmm. and so I I think that you know like the whole q movement and saving children and epstein island like i think that there's something to that why we're constantly seeing it in in the narrative right so i think yep. it's valuable to be skeptical of of these types of things because what are they doing with it like why is it, it's always being pointed out in this way another and yet it's never being stopped it's like drug cartels in the united states
0: yes um i agree and so as i'm about to point out there was something a little bit odd um so the offenses was 1623 for some reason i suppose it was because it ended in 23 which is this year right 2023 Mm-hmm. For some reason, I thought, huh, interesting. I wonder what happened. Because unlike you guys in America, we write our date properly. <laughs> we write day, then month, then year, which makes perfect sense. Now, I don't know who came up with the month, day, year thing, but they run drugs. Anyway. look hey,
1: um... at the date here in the upper left-hand corner. Look how I have written it, Missy.
0: Thank you. Thank you. That's a uh, very mighty Australian of you. <laughs>
1: Well, Terry has also gotten on to me about it. So I try ah, yes, uh, Terry the I try to appease you too.
0: <laughs> You've done a wonderful job and um, yes, a round of applause. Thank you. Consider you appeased. <laughs> I am very very appeased. <laughs> um okay, so yeah, 1623. So I went and had a look just out of interest uh, at the 1st of June 2023, which is 1623 in our language, (laughs) it just happens to be international children's day. Hmm. (laughs) When this child abuse. Yeah. So I just thought that was kind of an interesting connection with numbers there, uh, because there's just other little tiny things. And again, I don't want to in any way take away from any victims. If there are real victims out there, obviously their lives have been smashed. Um, but I'm just going to point out a couple of things. So this spokesperson that they have hearing a bit of echo there, Ashley,
1: uh, uh, let me try to mute and see if that helps.
0: Yeah. If you, okay, no worries. If you, um, yeah. So the last incident that was in Queensland that probably shouldn't be named, uh, there was a shooting. There was a lot of. Okay. I'm just going to say it. There was a lot of crocodile tears going on. Okay. People getting, you know, heads of police who were there, you know, they're there like, they're there for a reason because they, they've got to be pretty hard people to cope with it all. And it's just really unusual to see, you know, police crying and everything. <laughs> it was just a, a little bit thick. You know, they looked like amateur actors to me. No, te- no actual tears, just the quivering lip and just like Albanese you know, they've all had drama lessons. I keep saying this. I'm right. sure of it. I'm absolutely. Yeah. and
1: I feel And like in I'm spite about of it. that and being expert liars, you still got a feeling of, um, falsity or them that they were being
0: disingenuous. Yes. Disingenuous. Definitely. Um, so I feel the same with this. So the spokesperson they've got, I mean, obviously they, um, they probably had a bit of feedback. I did hear some feedback about the woman that they chose, that she was, I think she was the head of the police of Queensland or something, the last episode. Anyway, this one now, they've got the assistant, and, and um, she's obviously been quite spruced up. She's very, she's quite an attractive lady. Um, she's very kempt, if you know what I mean. She's got, she's obviously had a professional makeup artist at her. Um, you know, she's got those sort of thick rimmed glasses that make her look... <laughs> Make a police what was look intelligent. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> okay, the, she but she was you, like a if you go if you just say Operation Tenterfield, I have no I no doubt she'll pop up. So okay. she's sort of got the military, you know, very straight drag back bun sort of thing. Very, very neat, very, you know, speak and span. hmm So they they've worked hard on her. Customer I mean customer relations. Well, it sort of is. Media relations. Uh anyway, look This is me being cynical, but I just sort of feel there's a lot, there's a lot of overemphasis in things. I mean, yes, this is bloody horrific, if it's true. Um, And there is a lot of questions being asked about how somebody, this person, 45 year old man, uh, could have gotten away with this for 15 years. I mean, there is a, there is quite a heavy vet, well, heavy, obviously not. There is a vetting um, system in place so i don't know if it's the same over there but if if you if you're going to work with children well this is queensland specifically but there are the same sort of setup in other states if you're going to work with children in queensland you have to have what's called a blue card which is basically a police check do you guys have that over there so anyone who's working with children has to have this check uh i would not be
1: surprised if it exists my guess is that that a particular place would run a background check on you. So it's not necessarily that you're pre-vetted or you have a blue card or you have some sort of identification about you, but like that you would put in your, your job application and then they would do whatever their security protocol would be, which would probably be a background check. Right. And then um, <clears throat> they would presumably see if you had a history of, you know, criminal yeah. activity or, or whatever.
0: Yeah. If you've got a history of, if you've actually been caught. <laughs> um, exactly. So the blue card. Yep. Yeah, so this person, I guess they must've had a blue card because otherwise they wouldn't have been employed. Um, and that basically involves a few steps, three steps. So that you've got to get a, what's called a customer reference number, CRN from the department of transport and main roads in Queensland, if this is Queensland, um, you have to then register online for an account and apply for the blue card from the Queensland government website. And then you pay via a credit card or FPOS card, the price of $93.95. It's kind of a weird number, but I I haven't related anything to that. $93.95. And volunteers don't have to pay that fee, but they still have to have a blue card. So this is something that it sounds like it uh, doesn't really take very long. Few, uh, five days, um, if you do it. If you do it via the government website, um, and if you do it by a post, it takes a little bit longer, a couple of weeks. But five days. Now I'm thinking about. I mean, how many people must be applying for this? And I'm thinking about things like, um, oh, I don't know, I know someone who's going through a bit of an investigation at the moment, or trying to have an investigation created, about some finances. So uh, the banks have, you know done the dirty, but I won't go into that. Um And he can't get anyone to look at it until December. Hmm. Now, you know, five days to vet somebody. Uh, now I'm assuming that this, I, I, this is a complete assumption on my part, but is this person from overseas? Because they keep saying overseas, that it happened overseas. And yeah, I don't know. I just, maybe, maybe not. It'll come out in time. I have no doubt about that. Um, possibly it might be a racial thing that they're covering. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, there's a bit of a system to go through to get a blue card, um, which is valid for two years and it has to be renewed every two years. Um, and if you lose it or what have you, lost or stolen cards have to be replaced within 14 days. So there is a system in place, but it's clearly not a very good one because for 15 years, this person got away with this allegedly um, discovered on the dark web, the way they found it. So this is the where the Attaboy police thing comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, they found horrid images and videos, oh. um, on the dark web and they have been trying to identify victims and the way they did it was through images that had been taken and, um, matching them up with backgrounds in childcare centers. So to me, I guess that must be by using Google that, you know, you know, how do do you guys have the Google camera going around? So, yeah, Google Maps and stuff. I mean, that's how Mm -hmm. how it all happens. Right. And there's also interiors of places because Google actually goes into places as well so you can see the interiors i'm assuming that's. i don't know how they figured that out but you know dark web i'm not going to go look in there
1: yeah or if they had just people i mean like you said who knows but maybe they went back to people who had been owners of the school do you have pictures of this classroom um you know maybe they went the old analog way and we're looking at
0: legitimate pictures i get the feeling this is sort of part of a promoting it, the AI benefit as well. I don't know. Mm, um, yeah. I, I really don't think because of the way they were saying horrific, horrific. And, you know, that one of the cops is saying, this is what I mean by the overemphasis thing. One of the cops is saying in his 40 years of policing, he's never seen anything so horrific. Now, I mean, that could well be true. I'm not doubting that. I don't know, but it was just a very much, a you know, punchy in the heartstring thing. You know, like as we keep saying, it's, that is what appeals to the core of not every human being, but the vast majority of them. Um, And it's always the way they work because look, I've seen, and even me, I'm not immune to it. I, I get that instant human reaction sometimes of, oh my God, that's terrible until, uh, you know, a few seconds later, I go, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> Let's just have a look yeah, at this. Yeah, like, what's that back?
1: What's the real deal?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, it's a natural human response to feel terrible when you hear something terrible. And this is, you know, if you want to get into the whole more sort of, you know, physics, quantum physics sort of thing, then that creates reactions. It creates vibrations. It creates chemicals and output, you know, it goes into energy, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, if that's the levels they're working on, then that works. So... Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll just see where this goes, but I'm seeing a lot of, a lot of how freaking amazing the police were with all this and just winning back confidence, um, by the public. Again, using, um, emotion.
1: Yes. I think that as we say with most things, it seems multifaceted. So maybe it is to get a moral victory, a win for the police. Maybe it is to, to implant This narrative in people's minds so that they themselves will go to a place of like, oh, well, we need more surveillance, you know, so then when you you try to have more surveillance coming in from um, an authoritarian government, then it's more easily accepted. The other thing that I thought about was we have been seeing these stories a lot. Um, I think that a lot of them are maybe they're put there to muddy the waters about. Uh, the truth uh, of child abuse happening at higher levels or at, you know, government or the predator (laughs) class
0: level. Just like the sound Um, of freedom, yeah.
1: Yes. So maybe it's there to muddy the waters of true stories. So a lot of people are like, oh, Pizzagate's conspiracy theory. Mm -hmm. But if you saw some of the emails, okay, well, why don't you tell me what the fuck do they mean by x y and z like do you want uh, a pepperoni pizza for an hour the pool's warm or something weird like that like okay fine
0: mm.
1: if you don't want me conspiracy theory about it then why don't you tell me what the fuck they mean
0: <laughs> in this email yeah. because it's weird exactly so, yeah i mean yes lack so- of clarity invites speculation exactly dissuaded. of course
1: and so then maybe um and we had the q movement right which i think we agree was a psyop to to really work on dividing the you know Republican Party or dividing conservatives in general—that
0: oh, that carries so many narratives, doesn't it? Support.
1: Yes, yes, and and so the child abuse, like trumping a rescuer hero, that was part of the narrative. So maybe tying back him, the sound of freedom. So maybe it's all muddying the waters. It's predictive programming. It's Overton window, right? Because the other thought that I had is that mm-hmm. when people constantly see these types of stories in the news then maybe somewhere it's subconsciously planting so by the 30th story they're like well nah, not a big deal yep, okay yep. so we have somebody abusing kids it's not a big deal but mm-hmm. but at a point that is where the mind will go like you can only stay outraged about a certain issue hearing the same repetitive thing over and over for a, a certain amount of time,
0: right? Yeah. Well, that, that is another tactic of propaganda is repeti- repetition. Um, yes. so yes, it's going to soften, soften us towards something that we need to remain highly vigilant and hard exactly. against. Um, exactly. And, and it's, it's interesting that you should say that, um, you know, it could be to cover up higher level abuse because funnily enough, like within a few seconds, I don't know. It's again, I, I guess it's, <laughs> I pray for discernment a lot, um, it doesn't always work, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, sometimes it's just like something will just pop in my head for no reason. And I don't know. The first thing I just thought was this this is a scapegoat story. I just, for some reason, scapegoat just came into my head. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting you should say that because I had the same thought of like, is this like, is this supposed alleged one person taking the rap for a whole bunch of other people or crimes or whatever it may be um uh yeah i I feel like i can't really say too much more but i've got a lot of more thoughts about it but i don't really yes
1: yeah well i i feel like i understand what you're saying because maybe this was a higher level uh operation which i had that exact same thought and what is happening though is this one guy is taking the fall for that and
0: that Possibly. will prevent people from looking further because
1: they think they found their man.
0: Look, even if they're, you know, who knows if there is an actual guy. Maybe this is. Uh, look, I don't know. True. Hey, uh, only the victims I, would know, I guess. But you know, it's pretty yes. old and.
1: Yeah, that's a fair question, and um, and I just want to reiterate that in the environment that we're in, where we are constantly lied to, then this is exactly. why we have to run through these thought experiments because you you have to. At, keep an open mind. So maybe you're right. Maybe there was no one at all, but maybe there was some suspicion out there about something. So then this is the way that they try to tie it up neatly, make it look like one person was responsible. But I think it's fair to ask questions about that. And especially the fact that you have to renew every two years. And so there's no complaint whatsoever. There's not one There was person... apparently.
0: There was a couple of complaints. And despite that, he still got he's blue card renewed and that's not the first time that's happened because you know, that happens with doctors and things as well. You know, they have Mm -hmm. complaints and they still retain their license and all that sort of thing. So,
1: Mm -hmm. so that would certainly make you wonder if he was being protected
0: by higher ups. Who knows? Who does now? As you say, you know, it's, it's, it's just speculation, but, um, you know, what, you know, people will say to me, Oh, you think, too, all my life I've had this, you think too deeply, you think too much. It's like, oh, sorry, this is me, you know, go away then. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at, it, what's the alternative? Being some bloody blind ostrich led into <laughs> all these things, blindly by the nose and not asking questions. I No, no, I'm not doing it. Yep, Can't do it. I'm, it's not me. Sorry. I'm with you. <laughs> no, because things need to make sense to me. Yes. And we, we deserve to have some a
1: little bit of sense. For sure. People deserve to know the truth about what's happening out there. I, it's obviously being very well hidden from us. And I think it has been for hundreds and hundreds of years like that we've been lied to. Um, Ministry by people, of lies. Yes, by people that have the ability financially and with influence and whatever else to keep the truth from us for hundreds and hundreds of years.
0: Well, there was a time when there was some actual real reporters and real news, but I think it's been controlled really since the very beginning because, um, you know, it's been controlled since radio, since the beginning of radio. Yep. It's even been controlled probably before that with Morse code and everything through through the, the war. I mean, there was propaganda going on, obviously.
1: For sure. For sure. Before It's, it's, a, it's an old that, so. art, an ancient art trying to control the behaviors of large amounts of people
0: goes back centuries actually goes back to BC if you really want to take it right yeah. back.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think that um you know, that's another thing that kind of drives me insane about today's day and time for people not asking questions. It's like it so nothing's happening here just to make you ask some questions like yeah, things don't add up and you will see lies so you know they lied you know, at this time, or you're willing to accept that like Russia lies to its people or, or whatever, but you're not willing to accept that you've been lied to yeah, or exactly. that, that things have been, um, muddied
0: throughout history. It's just <laughs> maddening. Yeah. And there's that old saying that's being thrown around a lot that, it, whatever it is, um, <laughs> it's easier to convince a man of a lie than to tell him that he's been lied to. What is it?
1: Yes. Help um, I, I, I feel like we talked about that because was it credited to it Mark just comes Twain? Up all the time. But yeah, maybe he didn't right, say Twain, it. Easier to convince a man that, um, easier to fool a man than to convince him that he's been fooled. fooled something. That's
0: right. Yeah. And you know, there's questions about Mark Twain as well. And yeah, <laughs> where does it stop? You it know? never stops. We've got we've got Bacon writing Shakespeare. So I don't know. Exactly. I was just gonna say. I mean, <laughs> hey, Shakespeare is fake, right? Probably gay. All Definitely. right. Well, um, what G- else got there? Yeah. G- okay.
1: H-E. So I do have another story and this story I have found interesting. Now I will preface this with, I have not seen very much of this person's work. Um, but I'm going to tell you what I know about them and the immediate situation. And, um, if you have questions, then, you know, we'll, we'll work through them as best as I can. No worries, so listening. the story is that there is a journalist and YouTuber by the name of Gonzalo Lira, and he is of um American Chilean descent, but he was no born kidding. and raised <laughs> hmm? No kidding. <laughs> yeah and he was born and raised in the states though and that's where his career was and he's he's lived some other places i think mostly in california but i think he spent some time in guatemala mm-hmm. and then um and i put this question out there today about why was gonzalo lira in ukraine to begin with because he has a handle of, or um, he was known as Coach Red Pill. So I guess just trying to call out, you know, the corruption, the things that make sense. And I don't know if he's more of a Republican leaning or conservative leaning. If he buys into the two-party system, I don't know. Okay, but so he's, just, he's, a, he's a member of, of what? Well, he was um, a journalist and he had his own YouTube page and he was also known as, I mean, his real name is Gonzalo Lira, but he was known as Coach Red Pill.
0: Yep. Okay. Got that. Yep. Yeah.
1: So, um, and how? Asked, why, asked, why was he known as Coach Red Pill, by the way? Well, that's what I was going to say. My guess is okay. that on his YouTube channel that he was trying to expose corruption in the system. Um, That's where I haven't watched his work. So I can't really speak to exactly what that was. But my understanding is that he dropped that after a while and just was going by himself. And then he would just put his opinions out on his YouTube videos and his uh, Twitter page. Okay. So he, I had asked the question, Why was he in Ukraine to begin with? So, apparently, he married a Ukrainian woman. They were living in Ukraine and they had two kids together. And then, when the war started, they were, um, they moved them out of the country, is my understanding, uh, because of safety reasons. So, he remained in Ukraine. However, he was speaking out. Against the corruption that was happening in the Ukrainian government, from that angle, but also he seemed to understand how involved the the West was, specifically the United States, and he was considered a pro Russia or pro Putin shill. And so he was on Twitter up until I think it was March or April of this year, and then he went radio silent. Now. I had seen some stuff. I think people knew that he was in jail. Okay, so the Ukrainian government had arrested this American journalist, and they uh, his page was silent for some months, and then just yesterday, which would have been uh, Monday, t- excuse me, Tuesday, um, July thirty first, he put out a twenty five tweet thread about what had happened to him. Okay. So he had been detained and uh by you know like i said by Ukrainian authorities he said that the prisoners were incentivized to torture and beat him. Um so it would have been like it was approved and okayed by the guards and the system. However, the guards never actually laid hands on him. Um, it was done from the prisoners yeah. and that he was sleep deprived, beaten very badly, uh, he denied access to speak to his loved ones, denied access to speak to his attorney. And then he said, because they had had access to all of his, you know, like his computer and all that stuff that they had financial access. So they also extorted $70,000 from him. Mm-hmm
0: right okay um so um, obviously he was beaten because he was sort of seen as a traitor
1: i think so and i think um yes that they did not like what he was talking about yeah um and considering they they considered his work his youtube stuff to be pro-russia and he he also discusses in the tweet thread the um The way that, and and it made very good sense to me, right? Because I think a lot of us know that the, that what um, Zelensky is, is a facade, right? Mm -hmm. They want to give the appearance of being a democracy. They want to give the appearance of not being a corrupt country, even though we have heard Before this, that they're one of the most corrupt countries in the world. So he he discusses them trying to maintain the facade of like respecting human rights, basically. And so they found ways (laughs) to kind of get around that. But also, ultimately, it was was a corrupt experience. And Mm. he was... However, now this is interesting. His passport was returned to him. And I had listened to a video that uh, Luke Radowski of We Are Change Mm -hmm. did when he was discussing this topic. And he said, so basically, why did he get the passport back? Were they giving him the message Mm -hmm. like, get out of our country? Or were they giving him line to hang himself with later, basically? So in this thread, he ends up saying... Gonzalo, that is, that he is trying to seek refuge with um, Hungary and hopefully that they would accept him. And he said in that thread, if you don't hear from me in 12 hours, then something is wrong. Like they got me. I'm in a gulag. I'm in a work camp, something like that. I might be dead. Um, And then... People have been checking on it throughout the day today. So I would say we're probably close to the 24-hour mark that no one has heard from him um, mm-hmm. at this time. So I hope that that he's going to be able to make it out, that he can get asylum, be safe, get back to his family. But it's kind of an ongoing story. Um, but it is very interesting, right? Because he's an American journalist. He has the wrong point of view from the current thing and now he's missing so i feel like this story has you know kind of did happen with um i think it was i cannot remember the the journalist that was killed by saudi arabia
0: yep um, yes i feel like the uh, name gosh i yes, don't want to
1: i can see his face oh. i feel like it's khashoggi um
0: Anyway, but I just can't come up
1: with it. Anyway, it kind of reminds me of that, although I'm not familiar with the politics or the the bent that the guy in Saudi Arabia was writing from. Um, and we do know where uh, Gonzalo, Gonzalo stands, um, at least concerning the Ukraine-Russian war. So uh, kind of an, an ongoing story and hopefully we won't find out that he was killed or imprisoned
0: indefinitely or something like that. I mean so you said that you heard about this from Luke Riskowski? What's his name? So
1: I I follow um Gonzalo online or on Twitter. So you were sort of directly
0: getting the information. Yes,
1: I was familiar with um you know with his account somewhat Mm -hmm. and then I knew that people had been talking about his absence and the fact that he was in Ukraine and kind of what was going on there. Then yesterday, um, Gonzalo's tweet thread. Yep. Came up and I saw that. Then today I watched Luke's, um, video talking about it as well. Okay. Has it been in the mainstream media? Well, that I could not tell you, um, because I don't watch anything mainstream, but I highly doubt it. Whenever I was looking up Gonzalo, um, just to get a little background on him, it, there wasn't much from like the mainstream oh, side. Okay.
0: Yep. So like not the guardian or anyone was sort of, yeah. I'm just wondering why, you know, where the new, where the news is coming from as to, cause that will have some reflection, although, you know, uh, so there is not pointing fingers, but of course the truth of community is also, we need to, practice discernment (laughs) for sure
1: a hundred percent um so that's the other thing you know the thread was from him
0: allegedly but we don't actually know yeah is he Um, real does he exist um (laughs) etc etc all those questions yeah Uh, how long has he had his twitter account do you know
1: i can find it so there is some um daily beast article um Mm -hmm. about him
0: and i wonder where his wife and children ended up as well
1: yeah, those are good questions and I would like to know the answer to that as well. Let me see if I can find
0: Probably wouldn't um, be able to find the answer to that because I'm they're probably in hiding.
1: <laughs> yes, I can find out when his account Okay, so this account said joined April of 2022. Now, it's really? also it's, it's also weird. possible though because a lot of people original Twitterers, or whatever you want to call them, their original account was deleted or permanently banned. So who knows? But that's well,
0: yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Because it's like the whole Elon thing threw a real fox in amongst the you know the hen house, didn't he? So it's almost like I'd liken it to you know a building full of records and things being blown up. It's sort of a similar thing uh, with Twitter, it's just been a complete confusion bombshell go off in that and everything's kind of changed and things have ended yes. and started again so it's really hard to trace you know some solid research about people particularly
1: yes that's true um <coughs> excuse me um because you had under twitter under jack dorsey was especially during COVID times i mean people's accounts yeah. were getting nuked left yep. right and center um then And it stayed that way. Well, then whenever Elon took over a ton of people, it was a whole thing that you could see, like all these accounts were being reinstated, right? A lot of them, but not all of them. And then people Mm -hmm. like Cyprian were saying from way back that you're going to have freedom of speech, but you're not going to have freedom of reach. And so that has right. been a huge thing. A lot of people that I've seen, um, Legal Man, for example, the Union of the Unknowns Twitter account, I mean, really struggling to grow in any meaningful way. Now, like Legal Man has a big account, but his he just would post about how suppressed his account had been, you know. And then there's another guy that I followed who was trying to look at it really analyzed to see if he could actually figure out what it was and he said he he, in my interaction with him he thought that it was closer to being random than for being shut down or limited because of your ideas i have no idea now i know that i've seen some liberty accounts really thrive in the new twitter and the x app like you said anyway it's a mess Mm. it it's an it is a mess, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like trying to pick up all the papers after 9/11 sort of thing, put them all back into a file. <laughs> right. You know, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and that other place.
1: Um, yeah, so a it's weird story but something I definitely want to keep my eye on. I mean, I think anytime we have an American journalist who is being held overseas, that's worth uh paying attention to what's transpiring there.
0: So, yeah, I will you know, you think that I'd think that they might say, Hey, hey, thanks for sending all that stuff over because it's helping us with our war, <laughs> right? <laughs> sort of look after the guy, yeah. Anyway, exactly. well, I'm sure that we'll hear all about that when it suits them and we'll yes. hear exactly what they want us to know, yeah. Yep, yep. But and what about you? Well, what else have I got here? Uh, we've got a little, how much time have we got?
1: Well, we're, we're over our, hour mark. So if we want, we could sign off and then um, maybe save this for some bonus content. I'll leave it up to you. Or if we just want to have a long show, we can do that too.
0: uh, Yeah. Let's break some rules. I'm into that. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'm not going to comply to nobody. All right. (laughs) Let's talk about some green stuff. Okay. (laughs) Not, not that green stuff. The, uh, the green dream, which is actually a baby poo nightmare, really. Um, so talking about the, uh, the wind turbines and all that sort of, you know, the green, save the planet rubbish. Um, so we've got a few things going on at the moment. Off the Netherlands, there's a ship that's, uh, completely on fire and very toxic because it's full of EVs that were Hmm. being transported. And, uh, of course the batteries have combusted as they do, as they do. And And burn forever, right? Extremely hard to put out. Yes. Absolute bloody nightmare, actually, as far as the um, environment goes. Um, It was good to hear that Sweden is saying no to the offshore wind farms. I'm not sure if it's just with a certain company, but they're certainly going that, look, This they're just basically saying it's not making economic sense. It's not making environmental sense. So, nick off, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, which would be nice to hear uh, Australia do the same, but... Unfortunately, that's not the case. It's all being pushed here and uh, people are very much waking up to it though. Um, there's good. been a couple of really good videos cruising around recently. One of them was um, a young lady, I can't remember her last name, Nikki, somebody who was supposedly advisor to a Liberal Party in Fremantle, WA, Western Australia. Um, she exposed the fact that these wind turbine generators, um, I think it's becoming common knowledge now, thank goodness. Uh, there's such a farce because on, I mean, they need, they need coal fired power to get them going for a start. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty useless. And, you know, keep them going if there's no wind or what have you. Uh, we all know that they, you know, they slice flocks of birds to bits as that's a given. Yep. Um, the, uh, oh God, I did not write down the name of the place, but up in Queensland, uh, th- there's another video also going around sorry I should finish what Nikki was saying she was talking about the subsidies and uh, so basically what I gathered that happens here is uh, places like farms like a farmer will be approached and um, they'll be given a subsidy to have these wind turbines on their property and the subsidies this is given to them but it sounds like it must be a middleman private company I believe um so the subsidies are between 600 and 900,000 per turbine hmm. and they offer the farmer about 12,000 <laughs> and the turbine itself has to be maintained by the farmer. So if anything goes wrong with it or if it catches a light or something and creates a fire and then burns the neighbor's place, the farmer is, is culpable for all that. So it's Why it's would just... they ever agree to that? That's a really good question. Maybe because they're so bloody desperate because they're yeah. breaking the farmers at the moment that it's like, well, I'll just take the chance. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. I'm sure it's sold to them in a really, you know, emotional way. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, you, you want to save your industry, don't you? You want to save generations of work? You want to save your family? You know, here's the answer. Hmm. Um, they'll last for 15, 20 years. Anyway, at the same token, there's another video floating around of a gentleman who has exposed, uh, where was he from? Where was he from? Sorry, university, I think. Anyway, he's, um, exposed the fact that there's a wind, a a massive dumping of these wind turbines that he's come across. wind turbine graveyard, basically, Mm. um, up in Queensland, um, he's exposed this and they're just these massive monumental things just, just being dumped on the ground, just laying there. They've been there for quite a, quite a while. Um, the company has come out saying, oh, no, no, we're going to recycle those. And, I mean, you just look at them. They look very unrecyclable. Um, right. What are you going to, how? how? <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do with them? I mean, even to transport these things, these things are so heavy that they often have to rebuild the roads after the trucks have been along them, just Whoa. to patch them all up. They're that bad. Whoa. Um, so here's the thing, right? Uh, to meet Australia's current Um, expectations, you know, current targets, uh, a wind turbine will have to go in the ground every 18 hours. The ones they're (laughs) going to be producing are going to be four (laughs) to five times bigger than these ones that they've just found in a graveyard. Uh, they only last around 15 to 20 years and then they just get dumped. Um... That's so also, dumb. Like, I they, do yeah.
1: h- I do hope that people are waking up like, hello, none of this makes any sense.
0: I don't know whether it's even matters that people are waking up at this point because they're just kind of going ahead with everything anyway. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, it's, it's so in our faces. But get, it, get this, when whenever they've got to get rid of these turbines to replace them, they blast them out of the ground with dynamite, you know? So it's like, that's really environmental. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how are they going to do that if this... We've also got the, the, um, indigenous Aboriginal heritage culture thing being passed at the moment, which is creating a lot of, um, hassle and a lot of division as well, racial division. Now, as I have reported on this in the past, very briefly in case someone wasn't listening, um, it basically means that to make things, you know, equality and and, and rights for the Indigenous, Um, a farmer can't do anything much with his farm without getting a cultural heritage advisor, uh, which is always going to have to be an Indigenous person, coming in at $160 an hour to advise them that um, anything... Anything that's lower than 50 centimetres in the ground, any dirt that's going to be shifted or removed that's over 20 kilograms, which is not much, um, has to be approved by one of these Indigenous um, consultants at $160 an hour. So that that's like each fence post, not just the whole fence, uh, each dam, each whatever it is, dig a hole, to plant a tree, whatever. Um, and this applies to anyone with 1,100 square metres and more, which is not much. That's mm-hmm. not a, not a farm. That's just a little bit, that's a large suburban block. So this is going to trickle down to suburbia. So I'm sort of thinking, okay, well, this is all this strict thing. They're talking about bringing it national and federal as well, um, which is freaking everybody out because it's going to not only cripple the farming community, um, break it basically completely. Mm -hmm. It's already shattered, Um, but it's also going to create lots of division, racial division, and lots of um, corruption. But (laughs) I'm thinking, okay, so they're going to, They're going to be able to just blast all these things out of the ground when they've they've sort of finished their life. How's that going to go down with the Heritage Council? It's all just going to be, you know, money changing hands here and there, millions of dollars here, millions of dollars there. And it's gotten to the point where the Indigenous, allegedly, um, and this has come, like, from people who have Indigenous mates, like close mates over in Western Australia and what have you. It's gotten to the point now where some... Indigenous, because they're human beings like everybody else, and I'm not saying because they're Indigenous. Okay, got that clear? Right. Thank Mm. you. Yes. Um, Is they are taking advantage of the situation to the point where they are going out and actually planting artefacts in the ground. So that in a few days when there's a consultation with some mining company or something, they go, oh, no, look what we found. No, I can't do, can't do this here unless you give us millions of bucks. And then yeah, go go for it. That's what's happening. hundred percent.
1: And, and humans would do that because that's a perverse incentive because there is no check, there is no balance. There is, you know,
0: there's only, they have nothing to lose and everything to gain by doing that. Money talks in every language, doesn't matter what color your blood is, you know, your skin or whatever. Um, Yeah. And, you know, I mean, even, even the vetting, the vetting here for people who claim to be indigenous or have indigenous heritage or what have you, so many of them don't, they don't have any, there is nothing in their heritage. They're just saying it because to question it is racist. Right. And I was listening to
1: your episode, um, on touching on this topic with Drew of Missing the Point Mm -hmm. and, um, basically saying that anyone can say that they
0: are Indigenous, right? And that cannot be questioned. Identify as. It just means ticking a box on a form, basically. I don't know how much, I mean, I'm not saying that not anyone is investigated or it's not gone into, but certainly on the majority, it seems like whole communities, not just people, whole communities Mm -hmm. have, Mm -hmm. have claimed Indigenous origin or what have you, when it's turned out that they're not. So, you know, there should be some kind of some kind of DNA thing or something, but no, 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 I can't do that because that's again. well, I mean, we all know it's right. against the narrative, isn't it? Because this is what they want. But right. And if, unless if they're sense. trying to
1: also create the backlash of like, well, you have to be, you have to go through, you know, 23andMe, or you have to go through mm-hmm. some yeah. DNA um, database for us to, to give you all of this, like maybe they're, because that would fall right into the track and trace database narrative, right? Of knowing
0: yep. everyone's, uh, DNA. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, there's, there's that. I mean, again, multifaceted, isn't it? Which is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, where the child assault thing is coming in too. I think you know, there's that because a lot of people have said, oh, no, the cry for freedom thing is just about multi chip, um, microchipping children, etc. And it's like, Yep. I'm sure it probably is along with other things. Um, so yeah, um, a lot of this stuff, including the, yeah, like you said, more surveillance. I'd, I'd had that thought. This is going to spring in more surveillance, more Mm -hmm. microchipping, more control. As we all know, the government thirst for control will never be quenched. So.
1: Right. A hundred percent. It just like keeps on eating and never is satiated, uh, ever. And But I I think that in this case, it is, um, you know, we have to ask these questions. I know I say this a lot, but we have to ask the questions because we know of the propaganda, we know of the gaslighting, we know about problem, reaction, solution. So then I'm always questioning, okay, so what solution are they trying to get people to beg for? Sometimes it's obvious, and then sometimes it seems like it's a slow play, and I don't know how it factors in. And this is one of those cases, like, are they trying to stoke the race war? Probably. Are they trying to force the green agenda? Probably. Yes. Are they trying to reduce the food supply because they want you eating the bugs and the lab meat? Yes. yes. Um, you know, all the things. So it's like, what, what is the main thing here? Who knows?
0: <laughs> yeah. All the above and oh, so much more. Yeah. So, yeah. It's definitely <laughs> it's what it's all about. Just, just as a little thing, when we're talking about Elon recently, I remembered that him walking in with the kitchen sink. Has anyone ever put any sense into that? Cause that's always bugged me. What the, uh, did he mean by that? Was that did that mean okay? I'm buying Twitter, and he, you know, he, he I'm sure knew it was going to become X, <laughs> of mm-hmm. course. Um, I sort of felt like when I saw that, it was like, I've got everything, including the kitchen sink. Basically, he's going to be the ultimate everythingness. That's what I got from it, anyway. What, I... Your thoughts on that?
1: I think that that makes perfect sense because it's funny that you bring that up because I recently saw that picture again and I was like, what was that about again? The yeah. Fucking
0: sink. I didn't I don't... hear anyone sort of pull that apart, but then I wasn't really looking for it either. So.
1: But now that you say it, it's so interesting because the phrase goes everything but the kitchen sink. Right. Yep. yep. So he even brings the kitchen sink. Yep. Everything Including, including the kitchen the scene, Just like exactly. what you said, right? Well, he has said this, that he wants the everything app. Yes. That's what this is all leading to, is like the, yep. the American version of Chinese China. WeChat. Mm-hmm. You have your app. It And, you know, I made a meme about this recently because I was like, uh, it, you know, we have the rebranding of Twitter to uh, – a couple months ago, it was X Corporation. And now officially – the logo, like, on the app, you know, it used to be the blue bird. Now, now this also reminds oh, me of.
0: Now? Oh, it's the X thing. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. yeah.
1: <laughs> and it reminds me of um, the transition in architecture. You know, you have these beautiful, like, uh, lovely buildings that are just very aesthetically pleasing to the eye and then you transition into brutalist architecture right, now yep. i'm not saying that the twitter bird was beautiful architecture but what i'm saying is that it did look like a happy little bird mm-hmm. um it was this bright blue cheerful kind of color and, and then it it's replaced sort of thing then it's replaced God's by creatures. a black let me just double check so i can describe the the way the app. so <laughs> it's a black square box in your app and it's a white X that's all it is then somebody did point out and you know you're always going to have this and maybe it's accurate maybe it's not but they pointed out that if you take um, a section of that it matches very well with the Freemason um, compass compass, yes Mm -hmm. but it's very very
0: interesting observation because that, that exactly how they work
1: yes it is and and to go the transition to this like cheerful, bright blue bird to a black square with a white X, black yeah. and white. Black and
0: what? <laughs>
1: yeah. So I think that's interesting. And I said, look, the everything app or the X app is going to be tied to your brain chip, your social credit score, your mm-hmm. central bank digital currency, your Internet online bodies. digital
0: ID, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the internet of bodies. I mean, people just laugh when you say that. There's still, still people who haven't heard of that. I mean, we've got the internet of things, okay? We know that exists. You can go into the local appliance shop and buy a, a fridge that's a smart fridge. and a smart we'll tell thing, you, yep. we'll tell you what you should be eating. More bugs. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and the internet of bodies is the next step. That is transhumanism. Oh, and people still freaking laugh at you. Oh, you bloody conspiracy. Oh, yeah, think too much. It's like, well, you don't think enough, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You're going to think you're, you're going to not
0: think yourself all the way into a brain chip. Like (laughs) that's it. So you can't think anymore. They can think for you. Yeah. You just sit on your Dunny armchair and play your games and shut up. (laughs) Oh, Dunny's Australian for toilet, by the way.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning my Australian. I hope everybody else is putting in as much effort as I am.
0: There's one other little thing before we close. Well, it's not that little, but I'll try to make it short. Mm-hmm. Are you finished with all that? Conversation? No, I have a
1: couple little blips too. Uh, go ahead and I'll just do my um couple little things. And okay. um I cuz I don't have a full deep dive but they're kind of ongoing.
0: So Okay. Well, this is just something that sort of came up that you you were present for the other day at the uh, Easy Peasy Podcast WTF mm-hmm. group. Um <clears throat> it was just an interesting moment because we were talking about um the ridiculous stupid stories that come up like um, I brought up the uh, Chinese balloons. Um, mm-hmm. I still, I mean, nobody probably can fully make sense. It was just like, yeah, what the hell was that? Balloons that military goes up and...
1: So I wanted to tell you where my head and kind of where I automatically go, because I think it might be interesting to what you're tying together here. Mm-hmm. But I, I did think it was a PSYOP. I was like, I don't know if it's a satellite, if it's a balloon, yep. any stuff like that. But I think this is a PSYOP. It's here for a reason. I don't know what it is. But really the first thing that comes to my mind is funny memes, because the memes were really good. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> they <it>. were. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I hope someone's putting a book of memes together since 2020, because it's going to be a, Best-seller coffee book, especially around about 2040. So good. (laughs) Agreed. Um, so yeah, no, uh, the balloons, what, what the hell was that? Anyway, then, um, I'm just saying, yeah, well, we were talking about that. It's just some distraction, whatever, look up here and then, you know, you've got to always look the other way. And then of course, Rob pitched in and and said, uh, brought up the Titan sub thing, which is sort of like, yeah, well, there's another, you know, look down there and I went, oh my God as above, so below, we look up, look down. And it just, it just kind of came in like this, right. We have to kind of, we have to, we have to think more their language, if you know what I mean. Like think like a psychopath basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm just thinking we're, we're kind of, we can't get too comfortable in the way we receive things. We have to kind of look, I mean, it's horrible to be like this all the time, but you know, as I said, the alternative is just be zombified and somed. Yeah. And so you never get have... the truth. So what else do you do? Yeah, we have to, we have to look, uh, slightly differently. I'm thinking, okay, I, I mean, this is the way they communicate with each other. Um, I didn't even look at the dates of those things either. I'm sure you could come into a million rabbit holes there, but it just came across as there's, this is what part of their way of communicating with each other because they can't communicate, you know, with emails and texts and things because that's all hackable and traceable they don't want anything like that to come out so it's like this global you know signs to maybe i don't know launch something start an operation uh whatever it may be who knows but um something that i thought was interesting was um stockton rush who was the ceo of OceanGate, gate uh, and also the pilot of the titan sub that apparently imploded and Five people allegedly died. Um, his father was the former president-elect of the Bohemian club at Bohemian Grove. Mm. Hmm. And, uh, well, which is a place, you know, frequented by the usual suspects. You could, there's a long, 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 long list of them over the decades. We know the Butchers and the Clintons and you know, many, many, uh, Ver- Werner von Braun, you know, the famous Nazi. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Can I I say that? Yeah. I just said it. (laughs) R.F. Kennedy, not junior, senior. Well, I can only speak for the one on the list. Nelson Rockefeller, Bob Weir from the Grateful Dead. You know, it goes on and on. And if you look into Bohemian Grove, of course, you will find lots of nefarious things, Mm -hmm. but it's just one big conspiracy theory, isn't it? Because they don't really get together and and worship Moloch or, or sacrifice things. Or have wild parties with young men and stuff, do they? Right. No, definitely not. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) Don't look here. Look over there.
1: So I just wanted to bring
0: that up. We have to start looking at things in different levels and look for maybe sister, sister stories. um, Opposing stories, something else, what's happening in the opposite direction, etc.
1: So I wanted to add on to what Stella said, because when we were talking, uh, I said I felt like she had... An aha moment for that recognition, which was really cool. And I was telling her that I think that that sort of changes the game on how we need to start thinking about things, as she just said, as more of a pattern detection, or at least looking at it from a pattern angle than Mm -hmm. we have been. Certainly, we're critical of of the stories that come out. Is this even real? Is this AI generated? Is this a psyop? If so, what is the reaction that they're looking uh, to get from this? All of these things, like, and we don't believe it, and they're not telling us the truth, they're gaslighting, all that stuff. But one thing that I haven't necessarily been doing is looking at it from a pattern. Is there a balancing pattern to this particular event? And I feel like that's pretty damn cool of something to think about so we had the balloon psyop and then we had the water below the the underground balloon Balloon. yeah as you said as you called it and one of them uh was exploded and the other one was exploded so that's and as you you said as above so below and we know that that is a big um you know that's a big theme in sort of the the satanic world right
0: the luciferian Um, agenda Yep.
1: Yes, so the other thing I wanted to tell you was the date for the spy balloon is the 8th February of oh. 23. Oh. And then the submarine or whatever you... Uh, Ocean Gate was 18 June of 23. Right. So... Right at four months mm-hmm. apart. I don't. Yeah, not seeing out there, but I'm sure there's some yeah. relevance
0: because they always, they seem to always launch these things on very relevant dates. We we know that. Um, I'm sure that there's other experts out there that could probably go. Oh yeah, that was the date of blah blah blah, whatever ritual back in B.C. 600 or something. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah,
1: and, yeah, and it's I actually all was thinking maybe we can throw it out to some of our other friends out there. Um, maybe Jen. Maybe some of the the forum people and see um and and some of the other unknowns to see if there's anything that they can
0: pick up makes sense from that because it's it is fascinating and very curious to me yeah or our listeners we'd love to hear from you guys i mean don't hesitate to let us know that you're out there
1: oh absolutely and, uh, we would love to hear thoughts? from you especially if you have this interest in these dates that there if you felt like there was a correlation between the spy balloon and ocean gate um Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you. we all
0: have to work together because there's not one person who's going to see everything and it's just like one thing said is going to spark something with somebody else and we're all going to go, oh, wow, just like we did the other day. You know, it's like, yeah, um, it's good to put these little pieces together. You know, I mean, you know what it's like doing a jigsaw puzzle. It can take a long time. You come back and do a few bits here and there and you might try a few bits. No, nah, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. But then, oh, that one fits. You know, it's just like that. Yep. And this some is of the all a show that's that, going on while the deep state actually do the whole thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. And some of the people that are, you know, that are out there that interact with us on Twitter and Discord or um, Telegram or whatever. I mean, they have some really uh, an insane amount of knowledge, um, really good thoughts. So I love using that to connect some of these pieces and to hear what other people in uh, the community think. You know, because Absolutely. I certainly don't think of everything and
0: I I want to think of as much as possible. Yeah. And I mean it's nice to have a little bit of a life in between thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it it is good. It's good if you it's can good do to it. Not think for a while. You know?
1: Yeah. Um yeah. so you that's fascinating. Now, if you are ready to move on from that, I just have a couple little bullet Man. points that I wanna throw out there. Please do. Okay. But just don't aim it at me. <laughs> you got so- it. No bullet points in your direction. You're making me very angry. All right. (laughs) Okay. So, Trump, according to a tweet or uh, a post, whatever, on the new app, of an X... NBC News has said that Trump has been indicted by a federal grand jury investigating efforts to overturn the 2020 election. So there's been a lot of hullabaloo about this. I'm not claiming to know all the details. And I feel like it's something different every day. It's like, oh, today's the documents. Today, this time it's January 6th, whatever. I don't know exactly what's going on with here with this situation. Are they trying to make him a martyr? Or what are they doing? Don't know, but that's a blip. A 2022 then, election? 2020 election. 2020. Yep. Yeah, okay. And then it at the same time we have investigations into Hunter Biden. So allegedly he was going to get off with a slap on the wrist for weapons charges and like small tax evasion or something like that. And allegedly the judge rejected that so because everybody my understanding is they thought that was going to be a done deal they also thought that they would use that to close out every other thing that was found on that laptop um but then there was a twist and it makes me feel like we're in a soap opera really but <sighs> there was a twist that this judge rejected the plea deal and apparently now we're i don't know exactly that was what supreme
0: court I, I think i believe well i don't know if i'm up on the latest but he he pled guilty to some sort of tax thing
1: yes but i oh, feel we're like... onto
0: the tax now are we <laughs> screw the laptop. right
1: but that exactly that they're using that to kind of close that up mm. but i also think that his former business partner devin archer was testifying to congress to somebody so again i i I apologize for not having all the details here, but I just wanted to give a blip of like we've got this Trump situation happening. We have this mm-hmm. Hunter Biden situation happening. And there's a twist in Hunter Biden, like, oh, we have a judge who isn't wanting to accept, you know, his little plea deal or, or whatever he's got going on. That was a the Supreme then, Court. Yeah. Yeah. Then we also have the actor and entertainer Paul Rubens, who passed away this week um which he die suddenly you know that's a good question i did not even look into what the cause of death was that was my guess is that he probably died from like a heart attack or blood clots or something related to climate change and totally the not a medical... plague they're
0: trying to bring back now
1: exactly <laughs> um but the because the thing that i wanted to talk about was that i used to love peewee herman the show when i was a kid mm. now uh, Owen Benjamin, who will go after anybody and everybody, he calls it like he sees it. Yep. Agree with him? Don't agree with him? Whatever. But he is ripping <laughs> Paul Rubens because uh, most people know that he that Paul Ruben or Pee Wee was uh, he got in trouble for uh, masturbating in an adult movie theater many
0: years ago. As but you it, do.
1: As you do, from time to time, as you do. Wasn't there Um, some sort of kid diddling thing going on with him? Exactly. That's what I was going to get to. So, I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, yeah, that's fine. Um, But, yeah, so most people remember that, but a lot of people did not remember that he was accused of having child pornography. And he what it was actually some sort of involvement with the guy who was the principal in ferris bueller's day off like he also was busted at this time now interestingly enough this apparently was pled down to a misdemeanor and i never saw anything else from uh jeffrey somebody the principal from ferris bueller's day off but paul peewee did have a career resurgence after many years. He was in the movie Blow and he went on to kind of do some more stuff after that, but Blow. more, <laughs> yeah. Um, about cocaine uh, smuggling in the United States. Oh, okay. But more for me was just how it is. It's weird to have your Childhood, you know, the people that you looked up to, the people that you thought were interesting, um, have this pretty bad history, and to still feel like, oh, but you know, like I hope that's not true, but you, and that's for me, from you know, a truther, from somebody who who believes pretty. I I would consider anything you tell me about the Hollywood pedo circle, like I would be like, yep. I, that doesn't surprise me at all. It's kind of so, good that
0: that stuff came out while he was still alive instead of now, because then it would be like, Oh no, 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 that's true. They're just trying to smear his name or whatever, but at least yep. you know, it sort of came out and then his, you know, his career resurrected and everything. That is sort of a bit of a pattern, isn't it? it and is. I'd like to just shout out to, uh, Perm and I think it might've been Stu were a bit upset about the, the death of the announcement of this gentleman, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, don't cry too many tears, mate. <laughs> and you know it's just another reason to not put your faith in a man or a that's you know it. worship idols basically
1: yep that's it and and that was me too you know I all this all this time I I didn't want to believe that Pee Wee would do something like that then after a time I was like that happened right like I, I'm pretty sure that that yeah. happened
0: it wasn't Mandela but, effect or anything
1: yeah and I thought I feel like I even searched for it and shocking. I don't remember finding anything about that. However, now that he has passed and somebody like Owen Benjamin who pulls no punches, he's like, stop it. This guy was a pedophile. Mm -hmm. He was weird and creepy. His show was weird and creepy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, was kind of just put the facts out there, like screenshots of the articles about it actually happening. And I was like, okay, I thought that's what it was. Um, but I have to say, I always got a bit
0: of a weird, creepy vibe from that guy. And even though I I do remember chuckling at him a few times, but it was more like, "Eh, I'd rather not know about your existence personally for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, I look, I felt the same way with Jim Caviezel and, and Mel Gibson, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. come on, give, give Mel Gibson back. And then when that all sort of came out, cause I, you know, I got sucked in, it was like, oh, finally something good's coming out. Somebody is doing
1: something. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so I, it, and I, I recognized the fact that it was like, I was quite biased about that being, you know, a bit of a Mel Gibson fan from way back, not so much now, but when I was younger, um, in the Mad Max days, I mean, he was hot. Let's just Mm. face it. He was hot. (laughs) And um, Jim Caviezel, I mean, he's also hot, but (laughs) um, I was a big fan of him when I was watching television back in the day. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, What was it? Um, Oh, what's the name of that damn show? It's very, you know, very surveillance-y. I know there's people out there going, come on, Stella. I know. We used to watch it too. Uh, The, uh, 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 the something person, um. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> person of Is it person of interest? Person of no. interest. That's the was one. Was that it?
0: E-O-I, that's the one. He was great in that show and I really, I'd never heard, heard or seen of him before and I really liked him. But, um, so I wanted to like, I wanted to believe, you know, in, from their point of view and also from the, the child trafficking point of view, but that was very, that was a hard pill to swallow. That one, that white pill just didn't go down. I vomited it back up and, uh, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cynical Stella. <laughs> yep it is person
1: of interest but i get it right because it's so bad out there it's so bleak and i'm not saying i had an illusion that Pee Wee was a good guy but i loved that show when i was a kid and i i still have a a fond association then i think with uh jim cavie caviezel Caviezel. um and mel gibson that you want to think that there is somebody out there who is trying to do the good, the right thing and stand up against the power predator class. I mean, it's easy to to really
0: want that because, yeah. That's exactly, yeah. I mean, they prod it. They give you heart attacks, <laughs> really. The heart attack gun that uh, was investigated in the uh, the church Inquiry back in the 70s, the heart attack gun that came out that the CIA have and uh, sort of didn't really want to discuss too much. So like, yeah, I think that's what they'd call the media now. The heart attack gun. Propaganda.
1: For sure. I mean, it's just, um, it's extremely corrupt out there. And so it's very normal to hope that somebody who actually has some power and influence and money and, um, you know to, to hope that they're going to stand up and tell the truth and do the right thing. We would love for somebody to tell the truth, right? That's why we are where we are.
0: Well, the truth will set you free. And that's the problem because they don't want the truth (laughs) out because it will set us free. So, um, you know, the, I'm not going to be, um, a Bible basher here, but I would, there's one place where you'll find mostly truth, but even (laughs) let's not start that conversation. But yeah, I mean, even some of the history of, um, the way the Bible, yeah, you just got to, the, the, the truth is very simple. Um, just, yeah, just love one another, but, um, that's not as easy to do because some people are bloody unbearable.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's been manipulated in people, right? <clears throat> For us to be like, how can you, you know, I believe what I believe very strongly. So it, it's very, and I know you do too. So it's very frustrating um, and we care about reality. What is the actual truth on this planet? What is the truth? We care about that. But a lot of people like very obviously don't. So it's very frustrating. And of course, we know that they're, um, you know, that they have the divide and conquer narrative because they don't want people on the same page. They don't want people believing uh, that everything they're being told is a lie and, and being hip to that, you know?
0: Yeah. And it's something you really have to keep up with. Like it's, you ca- if you let it go, you're going to sort of, what am I trying to say? Um, it's sort of like something you've got to exercise, I suppose is, is, well, <laughs> it's discernment and, and, um, observation. Um, it's sort of like, I mean, people who, anyone who's operated a follow spot, there's <laughs> probably not that many people out there, but it's, it's a big huge light that, you know, usually up in the galleys or wherever, um, is focused on the actors on a stage, right? Mm-hmm. Now you've got your lights and then you've got, you, you, you focus it. So you might have a big flood and then you, you know, you pull a lever and the, the lens sort of gets enclosed. So it's just, it's like a much smaller focused beam on it's less flood, more focus. Um, and that's sort of what we've got to do. Like we, we have to learn how to speak propaganda. We have to learn how to speak their symbology so that we can recognize it without getting caught up in it, of course. Um, so, you know, this is just, it's the school of, of observation, really <laughs> the yeah. school of life. Um, observation, I hope that we do help people out there to, um, find this, find their way through this a little bit. I mean, you, we're not, we're not experts, but we are certainly, um, we're looking, we're, we've got eyes on and, um, hopefully we if we're not sort of helping people figure it out, at least we're helping people get through it. I hope, because that is, that is the whole point of us volunteering our time here and getting up early, you know, in some time zones, we've got to get up early. Some people stay up late. Um, and, uh, yeah, we hope that we're, we're getting there for you guys out there. and for Definitely. Us. Definitely. Because, um, I, I know
1: that, uh, podcasts and meeting people through that community has been a very big help for me. Um, to know that I'm not alone in my thinking and my questioning and having a lot of people to ask, um, you know, what they think about it and kind of where they're at. It has been a very helpful for me yeah. for sure. Well,
0: I mean, I know I probably sound a little bit over the top to a few people out there, but I, I do like to just throw things out there. It doesn't mean I fully believe them. Um, sometimes I'm speaking a little bit out of the side of my mouth, but yeah. it's just like, throw it out there, bounce it off the walls. If it doesn't go anywhere, you know, chuck it in the corner. But, um, <clears throat> if it does go somewhere, then it's a piece of the puzzle, you know? So.
1: Exactly. It's the, it's the creative process, in my opinion, too, because what you're doing is throwing something out there. So let's say you throw something out there that, um, you know, whatever your opinion, and then I could be like, oh, yeah, what about this? And it reminded me of something else. And then that exactly. reminded you of something else. So then you have a very good conversation, a thoughtful and, and good faith conversation about that topic um just by throwing things out there and
0: um just mulling it over yeah and um, um, i've been very grateful to be able to find a bunch of people that you know um or several bunches of people that i can throw things out there and not be ridiculed or called a bloody idiot or whatever, <laughs> Yeah, go back to your corner with the crayons, Stella. <laughs> um, so yeah, very grateful to um, the new friends and the, the new deep thinkers of my life. And it's been a little bit easier to detach some of the old uh, friends, not that it's a pleasant thing to do, but um, it's just happening organically and it right. continues to happen, sadly. Um, but you know, it's just part of moving on and being true to yourself. You've got to be true to yourself. You've got to be authentic. 100 percent
1: 100 percent you know
0: she was a heel to die so,
1: okay well Ow, we have we have gone for almost two hours here <laughs> so i think it's time to wrap up this week's episode of oh, not I your Do mom's news so. um one Wait, thing I... especially yes I'm, I'm so glad you asked <laughs> Um, and I'm going to get to that. One okay. quick thing I wanted to tell people is that Stella has done several appearances recently. So she has been on with uh, Drew of You're Missing the Point. Um, do you, Can you give a quick blip about
0: what that was about? Uh, yes, that was just about um, the referendum that's being um, organized at the moment in Australia for – a thing called the voice, it's, uh, indigenous get it. Basically it's meant to be giving the indigenous a bigger voice in parliament, but it's, that's not really what it's about. It's masquerading. So uh, people are starting to wake up There's less and less people like this, more and more people going, nah, this doesn't make sense. It's creating, they're seeing the division. Um, there's a lot more people who are talking about voting. No, which is a damn good thing because once a constitution is changed, it can never be changed back apparently. Yep. So, uh. Yep. People need to, if they don't understand it, just vote no, because we can always do another vote down the track. But if we vote yes and go, oh my God, that's not really what they were saying. It's too ambiguous at the moment what they're presenting. And there's too many crocodile tears and there's too many paid off Indigenous people masquerading as true... You know, people that, anyway. Blah blah blah. If mm-hmm. you want to hear it, listen. The point with true,
1: yes, it it is a really in depth, thoughtful conversation, um, and informative. So I highly recommend. Now you may be thinking, why would I care about that? That's in Australia. It's Australia, but, right, exactly. Uh, in my opinion, we all need to be looking out for this because this yes. is potential setup for land grabs and more government control over Property land. Rights, and I think yeah. that is a huge. Uh, theme that we're going to be seeing um, globally going forward. Yes, Uh, Not just in Australia, not just in the Netherlands, but here in the States as well. So I think that it is a, a very fascinating conversation and informative and food for thought for what is probably coming down the uh, pipe here in the states.
0: Yep, and it's probably going to be a little bit of an ongoing discussion too. So we will we will get to a couple um, more episodes on that. I think, okay, I believe so. And, stella do you have anything else on that? Yep, just one more thing. Um, also doing a couple of um, shows. Oh, the I feel report.
1: like you're talking, but I cannot hear you for some reason, and you're not on mute.
0: Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me?
1: Oh, I can't hear you. Oh. Um. Okay. So, we were having a little bit of technical difficulty in that way. What I'm going to do is go ahead and tell people uh, also that Stella has been on with Brad Binkley of the Propaganda Report um, a couple of episodes recently. So, please go check that out. The proper. Propaganda Report with Brad Binkley. She's been on two episodes with him. Um, and the uh, you're missing the point. Also, Stella and I have been um, lucky enough to be able to join in on the WTF forum uh, that goes live on Sunday evenings. So I would encourage you to check that out, too. It's a lot of fun. There's a different cast uh, every week, just about. And uh, some good Shake. information there. Check one, um and don't forget to check out the rest of the unknown episodes we have recently um a, a chat with terry <laughs> and keel um <clears throat> check one two our normal uh not your mama's news and we've got all kinds of fun stuff coming up as well so just want to check or leave you with that. And then where to find us is on our unionoftheunknowns.com website. That is our Linktree page. You will find almost all of our information and how to get in touch with us there. You can get in touch with me specifically at Union Unknowns on the app formerly known as Twitter. You can also sign up for a newsletter that Jackie does almost every single week. Um, We're on Rockfin, so that's where you can access our bonus content. And you can also access bonus content from a RSS feed that Kiel has put together for us. So lots of ways to contact us. Um, lots of ways to find us and support the show just by downloading and joining us, um, and all that good stuff. So. All right. Can you hear me? Stella, are you there?
0: Hello? Uh, no. Okay. Can't
1: hear you. Unfortunately. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up for us then. Please let us know if you have any questions, comments, concerns. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And we will talk to you later. Um, For Stella Q and myself, have a good evening. Bye-bye.
0: Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks.